get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 314 of the What Up, Though? Podcast. Yep, yep. Been a few weeks. I take all blame. Shit just been chaotic in my life. Uh, but we're back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's been... Um, I mean, we, we missed two weeks of, of episodes. And, I mean, like, it, it's not, you know, not for bullshit. Not out of laziness or nothing like that. But shit was popping off. And shit was popping right. off kind of last minute. So it was like, right. you know... Shit happens. I remember, I'm remember sure last, last week I hit you up like, uh, well, the first week I was like, yeah, my base is flooded. I can't do this. <laughs> and then last week was just, uh, no, that was, yeah. So that, that week, I think my base last week flooded. was the basement thing. Basement flooded. I'm trying to think of the other week. I can't remember. I, thought. I think Whatever you were, uh, I feel like you were not necessarily out of town, but like you had something going on over the span of a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. So over the course, and I remember which ones, but I had my wife's grandmother pass, and plus um, been going down to Ohio for that. But then the basement flooded, and then you know I had to stay home for that. And yeah, just wild shit, just homeowner shit, boy. This shit is the worst. Um, like yeah, I totally <laughs> get motherfuckers who don't want to own a house and just you know be worry free and all that shit. Cause boy, I totally get that shit. Yeah, last week was wild because like I was already out here. Like, like yeah, that shit. Yeah. Like last week, like last week, his basement shit, his being, I'm talking to, about you to you, but I'm talking to the listeners. Right, <laughs> uh, right. Last week, his basement shit popped off so kind of like out of nowhere. Where it was like it was that same day, but earlier, but it didn't get to a point where we couldn't record until it was like I was already out here with like my gear and everything. Like I was ready to roll. And then it was like, yeah, we can't do it. <laughs> so that's how that's how last minute the shit popped off for him last week. So like last week was a very much kind of like a uh, almost like an emergency. We can't do right, it. Whereas right, like the yeah. week before that, it was it was kind of planned that we wouldn't be able to do it mm-hmm. at least a couple of days ahead of time. But yeah, last week, last week was so last minute. Man, <laughs> like, that shit was crazy, man. We, it was started raining crazy. And it was like water was coming in from my outside, like through the walls and shit. And so I'm like, cool, it's just go go down the drain. But my fucking drain wasn't working. So I'm down there with a fucking shop. First, I was down there using my uh uh like carpet cleaners, suck up water and shit. And that and the carpet cleaners don't suck up a lot of water. So I was dumping that and I'm like, fuck, this is becoming too much. It's just too much water. I'm like, cool, I got a shot back in the garage. Go through that. And I'm man, I dumped that bitch over the course of four days at least 30 times. But I was dumping it inside of the utility sink and shit. And I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? So, yeah, man. I I went through the course of two fucking uh, plumbers, like a mom and pop black shop. They couldn't fix it. And I'm like, oh, fuck these niggas. Black people don't do shit, blah, blah, blah. And then I called Roto-Rooter. Oh, no. And then they couldn't fix the shit. So I had to pay, like, two service fees for two companies. So I'm, like, out of $300 and still no fucking resolve. And then they wanted to... They want to do this service. It's basically like shooting like high pressure water into your fucking uh, plumbing line and shit. 
that shit was like fifteen hundred dollars. Fuck. And so I was like, so I went back upstairs to talk to my wife. I'm like, this was this is what it is. She like, well, fuck. What choice do we have? So I was like, you know what? I guess we got to do it. So I went down there and talked to him more. And, I'm, and he's like, well, I can't do it today. I do it tomorrow. I'm like, cool. Give me time to think more about it. So I scheduled it for that. Was, this was like a Sunday. Schedule that shit. Then I start thinking because I was like, yeah, we go shoot this water down your plumbing your line. And he's like, well. There's a good, there's a small chance that if it's still blocked, the water's going to come back up. And I'm like, uh, so what the fuck y'all going to do about that? Oh, we have, <laughs> our, we have our restoration group come back and they'll clean it. I'm like, no, that, so you're telling me that you're going to shoot water down my drain. And if it doesn't work, you're going to call your restoration company to come back and clean up all the shit. Like, y'all don't clean up this shit as it goes. So I started rethinking that shit. Like, you know what? I'm just going to put a pause to that and wait or whatever. Um, so the interesting thing that I, I I mentioned it, I think that you and Johnny in chat is that I'm trying to see is that so my around two months ago, the water company sent out this stuff about this protection plan for your like sewer line and your water line. Initially, I thought it was because because we're having some construction in our neighborhood, they're going to be doing work on a construction on a on the service line. I mean, the sewer line and the water line. I'm like, well, maybe they offering the shit because of that. And then I was like. Well, you know what? Maybe I should just get this coverage just because. So I did the coverage like oh, two, three weeks ago just because it's like eight bucks a month. I'm like, there's nothing, no no harm, no foul in that. But I started thinking like, man, I should wait to see and have them fix this shit if it actually works out. So my my goal is because it covers clogs in what, you're, what you consider from your house to out to the, to the city's line is considered your property, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so it will cover that. So I'm like, I'll wait a month and see if this shit really works. And then, I mean, all else fails, I'm out of, you know, a month and I have to do it again. But if it works, it'll be the fucking, I want to say scam of the century, but it would be <laughs> the, 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 the fucking greatest ever because there's no copies or copays or fees involved. If you're covered, you're covered. So I'm like, who is this company? It's called Detroit. I'm sorry. It's not called Detroit. It's called American Water Resources. Oh, okay. And like I, ha- I had a place I could have recommended to you, but like you sounded like you had people that was going to take care of it, and then when they didn't, it's not you immediately had this plan in place, the one you're talking about now. So yeah. I never I was I never mentioned it, but like if like if you were looking for a place, I had a place that I could have recommended. Well, in a I month, a I definitely will ask you if that doesn't work. Um, okay, so I'll keep you. Yeah, keep I'll keep you posted because my my thing. I I've never heard this. This is new to Detroit in like in like the last like two months. Oh, okay. and so I don't know anybody who used it, and so this would be the first time to figure out if the shit's really legit or not. Um, so and if it's not, I will do a whole fucking Twitter thread and Facebook thread thrashing these motherfuckers on false ass advertising or covering stuff because essentially I've read all of the the for the most part, read all of this fault, small print, everything. And I mean, and as long as you haven't had a plumbing company come out and destroy your line or break your line, this is supposed to cover it. So I'm like, well, shit, we'll see. So (laughs) the thing is you can't make a claim until 30 days after your first payment. So I can't make a claim until like July 10th or some shit, 9th or 10th or something. Okay. The next day, whatever that day is, I'm going to make a claim. And they say in there, do not call, you know, a plumbing service. We will call, they will basically 
farm out a plumbing service and come out and you know assess and do all that shit. So I'm like shit for eight, but like I feel like it's too right. It's like something's has to be fucked up with this to be able to just pay eight bucks a month and then some shit pop off and then being able to do this shit. Like it just seems like this is you know, but we'll see. So worst case scenario, I'll uh, be out of a month. But I looked at the month forecast. We probably want to get rain once, and I bought a, like a, a water pump that a siphon of water from where it is and pump it to where I want to and stuff. So oh, another okay. another Ryobi product. I swear I'm gonna get the motherfuckers to, to sponsor me. Um, right. <laughs> I bought a this Ryobi water pump and uh pump that over and then I'll be good. So it'll be maintained. But I had to like rip up all the carpet that was in our base. Luckily it was fresh water. So it wasn't like fucking drain water coming up. Cause the drain right. isn't back it's not backing up. It's just not going down. So hmm. That's if I if I had a name, you know, pluses in this shit is I don't have shit water in my basement. I had right. clean water in my basement, but it fucked up the carpet and the uh, padding underneath and stuff. So I had to rip all that shit out and so forth. And then, you know, like I say, my wife's grandmother passed, and so that was that weekend, the same weekend as that. And uh, then we found out that we're not gonna be able to move because. Uh, they did the what they call a site evaluation since we were building on a piece of land that we were buying that they have to run like new sewer lines and new electrical and all that shit. And that shit came over like way over. Like it came over fifty seven thousand over <laughs> budget. What the fuck? So that means we would have to add fifty seven thousand dollars to the house total. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, uh, first off, that's 30,000 over our max budget, like our max loan. And like, that's just not feasible and shit, you know? So it's been an expensive le- uh, lesson of trying to uh, house buying. Like at this point, I think we're going to take a good break and I don't want to fucking look for houses for another couple of months. Almost. I, w- I would rather just wait till next year. And especially yeah. the way the economy is and the way it's a seller's market and shit. And, you know, I've told a story a couple of times, you know, just how, the houses we were looking for earlier, you know, in the year were like 30, 40, 50, 60,000 over. They were selling for over asking and all that shit. Like this economy fuck. Inflation is up. Uh, I know that was, I think that was part of one of your topics. Uh, thoughts on the economy, but that we can <laughs> add to that. <laughs> that inflation's up. They say people are spending like, I read something that says something to the effect that people are spending like $300 more a month, more than they were spending last year on the same shit yeah i saw i saw something like that too that like uh i, I don't think it was on everything it was on like groceries specifically yeah, I, was, I, think. I think it was like you're, you're right i'm sorry it was specifically groceries yeah but it was something crazy like this time last year they were spending like 300 dollars less than they're spending now that, that's for the same shit that's insane like that's that was actually my point that I, not my point but that's actually why i put um the economy is something i want to talk about because like uh like when it comes to like politics and shit like that and and all those sorts of things i'm not when it comes to the economy i'm not very well versed in that like i can't tell you like oh why is gas prices up i don't fucking know why is inflation you know why is everything inflating high as fuck i don't fucking know but like i just observed and i think this is interesting things that we we being the citizens that we have for uh, value are worth less and the things that we spend money on cost more. 
And like that's to me is just so wildly fucked up. Like you look at like stock prices, crypto, that kind of shit. It's like plummeting. Like all that shit is down so much. That's shit people use to like invest and try to build uh you know, try to build savings 401ks and, and all that. Yeah, like that shit that's meant to help that's add value to our portfolios or to our finances, shit that's meant to add value. All that shit is down, but meanwhile, gas is the most it's ever been. Groceries are the most they've ever been. Like the things that we spend that we need in order to get by cost not just more, but way more. And I'm like, like that's way more. Gas is damn near double of what it was last man, year. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. And it's like, it's to the point gas is so high that like, I don't even get gas without a discount. Like I have like Kroger. I use my Kroger shit to get discounts on gas. I got shell thing to get discounts on gas. That shit don't even matter. Like you get like, like you can save money and that, that matters, but it's not like it makes it from expensive to cheap. It makes it from expensive to less expensive. (laughs) Yeah. It's still expensive as fuck. Like, I mean, I, I remember last year I was spending about 40 on a high end, 40, 45 bucks to fill my tank. Now that's me working in the office, driving every day. And I know you drive every day as well. So you could understand it as well. I remember spending like 40, 45 bucks on, on a fill up. My last fill up was like 72 dollars. No, 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 no. My last fill up it wasn't 70. It was like 85. And I don't even remember this because like, first off, I was, I just refused to spend. I just had this thing in my head. I'm just not spending over $70 for taking gas. Like I was just stopping at 70 and it wasn't full. So last week I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm curious. I'm curious to see how the fuck high this shit going to go. That shit went to $85 and it's the, the, the pump stopped and the pump didn't stop because it was full. It was almost like the pump had a limit. And it just didn't pump no more fucking gas. You know how to, you know how to, I'm using my car. So it's not like I paid in the inside and it mm-hmm. stops when you read them, reach an amount. I'm using my car at the pump and that motherfucker started slowing down. It's 79, 90, 91. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, 84 or whatever. It started slowing down. It just stopped at 85. Like the pump couldn't, couldn't do more than $85. And I knew I could have put more in that bitch. Damn. So, yeah, and I drive a fucking Impala. That is 2016 Impala. Nothing. I don't have no excursion, no fucking <laughs> dump truck, a fucking base base model fucking car that, yeah, $85 last month. I don't know why I kept saying 70 because, and I knew, remember now, I kept saying 70 because that's what I refused to spend more. But right. I just said, fuck it, I'm going to see what it does. And I and to your point, I use I use T-Mobile Tuesdays. You get ten percent off shell, so I do that religiously to get ten percent, the ten not ten percent, ten cent off, and that shit, like you say, it makes it from more expensive to just less expensive. Yeah, it's, it's like expensive. ten cent don't mean shit if it goes from five dollars and thirty cents to five dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> like, okay, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, so you know this shit's fucked up. You know, housing costs is up, how, cars cost more, everything costs more, and you know, for a lot of us, our checks ain't fucking more. So it's like we're spending more money to fucking go to work. Shit's crazy, dog. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, it's been a interesting last couple of weeks, but uh, happy to be back uh, doing stuff I really enjoy. A lot of the podcast. Yeah, and, uh, 
get some shit off our chest. So yeah, that's yeah. So that's been been a crazy two weeks, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I wonder how this shit gonna play out. Cause like I saw a thing today that said it's gonna take a couple years for gas prices to go down. I'm like, a couple years? Like it 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 was already bad enough for the Democrats coming into the midterms in November and then coming into the presidential election in 24. But like if get like it doesn't matter what the reason is, nothing. If gas prices are still five dollars and people are still paying crazy amounts for their groceries when it comes time to vote, the Democrats are gonna be even more out of there than they already were. <laughs> like it's gonna be nasty, dog. Like, man. Uh yeah, it's it's gonna go bad. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, I I, I mean, yeah, I like I say, even to the point where I ready to tell my wife, like, we just need to just hold off on this house shit. We need to figure out what the fuck life's going to be like it was right. how's this shit going to be and you know just you know i mean honestly man i'm just fully fucking that whole house the house honey thing really stressed me out and i'm just you know stress with work just stress with life in general just like yeah let's just take a break let's just take a breather figure out shit you know maybe you have to spend fifteen hundred dollars on plumbing hopefully not <laughs> But, you know, I just, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't do that shit right now. It's just way too much, way too much going on. So, but yeah, so that's, that's it. But um, I think you've had a better week. Um. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I could, pretty, we could go with that, man. Yeah. I had a pretty all time great week, man. Um, on Saturday, I went to uh, a, one of the stops on Grant Hill's book tour. And um, for those who may not know, I'm sorry, Gardnell, if you if you listen to him, I'm going to talk about some sports <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> but um, I went to Grant Hill's book tour stop here in Detroit. It was at the Pistons uh, Performance Center, which is also, I guess, like their practice facility. It's a uh, it's off like second. I don't even know why I'm telling the location. So it's not a, it's not know. in LCA. No, no, it's 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 near LCA, but it's like uh. I want to say it's like on second and like Grand Boulevard kind of area. Like you get off at Grand Boulevard off the lodge and it's not too far from there. So think Grand Boulevard and the lodge area. And um, so, yeah, that's where that shit was at. I bought tickets to it. I bought a ticket to it a few months ago because for $75, you get a copy of the book. You get to go to the event. And it's basically just a situation where Mason, who is, for those who don't know, Mason is a former, uh, I'd say uh, Mason, Mason is probably the biggest radio personality that we've had here. I'd say it'd be between Mason and the Bushman. And I would say Mason is probably bigger, uh, than the Bushman, at least when Mason was still doing it. But, uh, Mason was our, our biggest radio personality and he's now the, uh, the PA announcer. Wait, is PA announcer redundant? No, I think I, PA well, is public address. So, yeah, yeah so I, think I, think it's, I think it's never done it. But he's the current PA announcer for the Pistons. He announces, you know, the starting lineup and shit like that. So it was a, basically like a conversation with them two that we get to attend where they were going to talk about the book. And then we also get two tickets to the home. Uh, the fact that you get two tickets to the home opener for only seven, like two tickets for $75 is enough for me. So I'm like, I get to also watch Grant Hill and Mason talk about the book and I get a copy of the book and the tickets like 
So you blinked your 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 signal blinked out re- briefly, but you said you got two tickets to. I'm trying to decide if I want to talk. Okay, I'm gonna talk about the event first, real quick. So, okay. uh, the event was pretty simple. I rolled up to uh to the practice facility, parked, went in, showed my uh ticket on my phone, grabbed my copy of the book, and I got there on time. Uh, traffic was much worse than I expected to be, but they said that the event. They said to get doors opened at two and the event would start at three. I got there at about two fifteen, and almost all the seats were full. Like, so everybody else got there like right at two. Uh, but that was fine. I sat in the, I sat in the back. I sat in the, like the literal last row, which was fine. Like, I'm like, I, I, it was still a small enough event that I'm like, if I take pictures, I can get decent pictures. And I'm like, I can sit here by myself and chill, whatever. It's fine. So I sat in the back, the shit starts, Grant comes out. Um, and him and Mason just, you know, they talked about the book and, and aspects of, of Grant's life that he thought was worth talking about in the book. And there's all kinds of cool stories that I can tell if somebody wants to know about them, but I'm not going to eat up that time on a podcast talking about them. But, um, yeah, they, you know, they have this conversation about the book. And then after, uh, I'd say maybe about 45 minutes of talking, they then had a, a Q&A session. After the Q&A session, uh you know, the shit ends. And also of note during this event was the fact that Mason did a Mason announcement for Grant Hill, which, which what I mean by that is if you've ever seen a Pistons game, uh, you know, that Mason announces the starters and he has a whole way that he does it. And it's like super fucking hype the way he announces the starting lineup and all that kind of shit. And it's meant, it's meant to get you hyped for the game and shit. And Grant Grant Hill left the Pistons prior to Mason becoming the PA announcer. So we've never heard Mason announce Grant Hill. So for him to I didn't do, think about that until now. No, we did not get him. I didn't did think not. about it until it happened. And even when it happened, I didn't really register it until he said it. Grant was like, yeah, I left before you even did one. So I never even got a Mason announcement. I was like, fuck, yeah, he's right. Like, he did leave before that. So, um... Yeah, he did. A, he did a Mason announcement for Grant Hill, which was super fucking cool. Um, yeah, so then they had the Q and A, and they start to, uh, you know, move Grant up out of there. And of course, everybody crowds the stage area. And Grant, being Grant Hill, he stayed. He's signing books. He's fucking taking pictures with people, all that kind of shit. I walked up there, and I walked kind of like around the back of the crowd instead of just like into the crowd because the back of the crowd was also the direction that I knew Grant had to leave through. So I got super close. I got a couple of cool pictures and as he's leaving, there's a guy who works for the Pistons who was kind of like, yeah, okay, Grant's going to sign one more thing and then I got to get him out of here. And he said that like 18 times because Grant just kept signing shit and taking pictures like one more. And then Grant was signing something else. One more, one more. And it, it kept happening. So he's like, all right, for real. Like I got, I got it. Grant's got to go. We're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Dude stand, and I was like right next to him at this point. Like, if he had allowed actually allowed one more person, I would have been able to uh talk to Grant. But as he's pulling pulling Grant away, the guy standing next to me pulls out his phone to take a picture, and Grant stopped. So I was like, All right, I told the guy, I was like, We're gonna have to share, man. Like, we both gonna have to take a picture. And I'm thinking, like, I'm gonna hold my phone out, and I'm like, Grant's probably gonna be looking at the other guy's phone, but I'm like, I don't care, I still want the pic. And I go to take the pick and Grant poses for the pick for me too. So like I was able to get a pick as well where Grant's Man, actually looking at my phone. Fuck, dude. 
yeah, it, it was it was great, man. And uh, Grant left, and I hung out. I actually ended up talking to one of the uh, ticket reps there, one of the people who works at the Pistons, because he was sitting next to me in the last row. Well, not directly next to me, like one seat over. And he liked my shoes because I had on my my Grant. I got on my Grant heels, but I had them all in Pistons colors. So like, I, I'm like, I can wear these Grant heels with any of my Pistons shit. And um, he was like, yeah, them cold. I'm like, actually, I'm like, it's funny because it's a coincidence. Like, I got these before I knew I was coming to this. So I did, this wasn't, it wasn't planned that I would necessarily be like, oh, let me get these Grant Hills to wear this Grant Hill event. I got the shoes just to wear with piston stuff. And it just so happened that I ended up going to this Grant Hill thing. And I'm like, yeah, this is actually like only like the second time I've worn these. And he was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So after the shit ended, before I even went up to Grant where Grant was at, I was talking to talking to him and we was chopping it up. We was cool or whatever. He was like, yeah, man, you know, email me and I, I'll get you into the draft party. I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, we have a draft party at, at LCA uh, on the night of the draft. He's like, it's going to be free food. It's going to be drinks. We're going to be out on the, you know, out in the clubhouse. You might be able to get on the court, all that kind of shit. Players going to be there. I'm like, all right, cool. So I hit that nigga up afterwards and, and hit him, hit him with the email. He called me. Uh, th- this was over the weekend, so he didn't call me until Monday. But he called me on Monday, and uh, we talked about ticket stuff. And uh, he sent me the shit for the for the for the draft party, and yeah, it was cool. So, but after after I took the picture with Grant, I I left up out of there. I took a few more pictures of the facility because it was just fucking cool. Um, and then I left out, and I sat in my car, and I kept looking at the picture. I've looked at the picture, like so many times over the course of of what's, what's today Wednesday since Saturday like I've looked at the picture so many times and I sat in the car and I was tearing up because I was just so fucking like I can't believe this fucking happened and the reason I I was so emotional about it and choked up like Isaiah Thomas is my all-time favorite piston but with Isaiah I started watching the Pistons as a little, little kid, like on my own, six years old. And it just so happens like, oh, wow, the Detroit team where I'm from is like a really good fucking team. And I'm watching it like they, they're winning championships and shit. And I'm like, Isaiah is the man. Joe D is the man. I'm, I'm like Rick, Bill, Dennis, Vinny, everybody. I'm just like, man, this is this fucking great team. But around the time when we got Grant, I was at, like in my early teens, Whereas like with Isaiah, I was like a kid. So it was like, I just like, it was just like, I just happened into it. Like, okay, my, my local team is good. This is great. But with Grant, that was around a time that I was like peaking the basketball. And I was watching, I still to this day don't watch college basketball like I did during the time when Grant Hill was at Duke. And it wasn't just like Grant, it was like, there was a whole lot of players who I liked at that time. I think that was also probably around the time that the Fat Five was big. So, like, I was heavy into college basketball way more than I've ever been in life at that time. And I was watching him at Duke, and I'm like, man, I fucking love this guy, man. He's fucking awesome, man. I wish the Pistons could get this guy. And that that was just kind of just like a pipe dream. Like, oh, it'd be great if the Pistons could get this guy. And in that season, the Pistons had their – I still think to this day it's their like second worst season. Uh, and they ended up, even though it was like a terrible, terrible season, they only ended up with a third pick because two teams were worse. 
And I'm like, okay, third pick, cool. I was like, and, and still I'm on the shit like, man, I wish we could get Grant Hill. And then, the, you know, just like every other year, they come out with the uh, the mock drafts, like who's projected to go number one, number two, number three, et cetera, et cetera. And all of the mock drafts had Glenn Robinson going number one. He was uh, out of uh, Purdue, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they had Jason Kidd at number two. I can't remember where Jason Kidd was at in college. For some reason, I want to say like Cal State or something, but I don't think that. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember where Jason Kidd was at college at. But they had Jason Kidd number two. And they had Grant Hill number three. And the Pistons had the third pick. I'm like, you mean to tell me we got a chance of getting the guy that I've been like a fan of, like while I've been like my favorite college player at the peak of me watching college basketball? Like we got a chance to get this guy. Right. And so uh, draft night comes. I'm. I've never watched the draft with more. Intent than I was not intent, but like, just like, like really, really fucking into it. And that includes last year with us having the number one pick and the idea of getting Kay Cunningham. That's number two. And it's a distant number two. Like I was so fucking pumped. Like, please fucking Jesus. Let us get Grand Hill. Like I was, I, I wanted him so bad. And then uh, obviously we drafted Grant. And then as I'm sure, you know, it ended up, being incredible and i think what actually added to that fact was the fact that as as a detroit fan we don't get much national attention like even when we're good we don't get much national attention but grant hill was so fucking good that we got all the national attention like this guy's rookie of the year he ended up being co-rookie of the year he was like the, the highest vote getter for the all-star game, like as a fucking rookie, like triple doubles out the ass, like people talking like this guy could be the next Jordan, like, th- cause this was pre Kobe. So we're like, this guy could be the next Jordan. Like we're getting all this media attention. So I'm like, man, this guy that I loved while he was in college is now bringing all of this national media attention to Detroit, which was fucking great. But what really did it was that, Grant, I loved Grant Hill so much that I made my dad a Pistons fan. Like, my dad would watch games with me just to see Grant Hill. My dad took me to games just to see Grant Hill. And he wasn't even into basketball like that. He wasn't even into basketball afterward. But for that time that Grant Hill was here, me and my dad would, like, watch games, go to games. We would talk about Grant, like, okay, what can Grant do differently to help the Pistons get out of the first round? Like, does he have the heart? Does he have, like, the, the – all this – like, having, like, you know, like, regular fucking NBA conversations with my dad who don't even fuck with the NBA like that. But, like, like Grant Hill was just so fucking dynamic to watch that somebody who didn't even fuck with basketball got into it to a point where he was having conversations with his son, like, about – you know, what can we do with Grant? Like, what can Grant do better? How can he, you know, improve and, and make it make it so we can get out the first round? All this kind of shit. So all of that is what came into to, to meeting Grant Hill. Because I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, man, if my dad could have seen this, he would have fucking lost it. Uh, he'd have fucking lost it. Because, like, <laughs> when, I, when I met Al Kaline, who was his favorite player for the Tigers, I showed him the picture of me and Al Kaline and he started crying because he loved Al Kaline that much. 
And I know for a fact, if I had shown him that picture of me and Grant Hill, he would have fucking lost it. Like, man, yeah, like bet. that guy that we fucking watched and spent all that time together. Like, you actually got to fucking meet him. And, and so long after the fact, 20 fucking years later and shit, more than 20 years, honestly, 20 fucking years later, you get to meet this guy. Like, that that's what really did it. Because I'm like, man, like, it made me think about that. Because I don't think about that often. I just think about, oh, Grant Hill's my second favorite Piston. Like, that's really the context that I think of him in. But when I kept looking at that picture, I just it made all those memories flood back, like watching him in college, thinking about that draft, how much I was into that draft, the all the all the hype that came surrounding him once he was here, all the media attention it brought. And then most importantly, the fact that it helped me and my father bond during that time period. And I said it didn't help that when I sent the picture to my mom, my mom was like, I want to cry because I know how much you loved him. And I'm like, right, oh, my right. goodness, man. Like, and it just brought all that shit back. And I just got so emotional in the car. And I sat there for probably like five to ten minutes. And I wasn't like bawling or anything like that. But it was kind of like when you get uh, in a position where you're thinking about all of those memories and thinking like, oh, God, my, my dead father is missing this. When I know he would I, I, I know he would have appreciated it. Like I was texting my best friend and I'm like, I know you understand how much Grant Hill means to me. It means to us, because I know he feel the same way. But I was like, man, the only two people on this planet who really, really, really could have understood how much Grant Hill meant to me was him and my dad. And that shit just had me just, I don't know, man. I was just really, really in my fucking feelings all Saturday. And even now, like, it's Wednesday, and I still look at that picture just like, man, this really fucking happened, dog. Like, I really got to meet this nigga, dog. Like, all these years later, man, like, he's gray now. He can't even walk good anymore. And I'm like, but I still got to meet him, dog. And he looked the same, and he's still the same cool dude. Like, humble, nice. Like, yeah, man, it, it was incredible, dog. Like, like I said, I put in my Facebook post, this is one of those days that you never forget for the rest of your life. And it was like, it wasn't just meeting him. It was also the the experience of just being at the Pistons practice facility and and seeing all that cool shit and the talking to the ticket rep and all that kind of cool shit like all of that goes into it but yeah it, it, it's it wasn't just like oh I met another piston today it was like yeah it, it was it was some different shit now like, you it met wasn't one just of the me, pistons, my second favorite just a piston and shit you know like yeah it's like I like even like after I met Isaiah it wasn't even the same because it was like even though Isaiah is my favorite player it was like, I don't have that same connection with Isaiah because I was only a kid. So it was like, oh, this is the guy that I've looked up to since I was a kid. But I, it, it, it's not on a person, like on a deeply personal kind of level. So it was like, and I didn't realize that until after I had the picture. It was like, I went there like, oh, it'd be cool if I can get a picture with Grant. He's like, my second favorite Piston. But yeah, like after I had the picture and looking at it and all those memories flooded back, and it was just like, man, like, I can't believe this fucking happened. Like, all, after all this time, how I've, how I've, like, watched this nigga since fucking, I don't know, 1992? I, I don't fucking know. So 1992 would be 30 years. Like, you know, 30 years ago, I was like, man, that player's the shit. <laughs> and 28 years ago, I was like, man, I hope the Pistons can get this guy. And then 27 years ago, everything happened, and it was wonderful, and it was one of the best times and in Pistons history was that time when Grant was at his peak before he got hurt. 
and yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, so yeah, it was more than just meeting. It was more than just meeting a piston for me. It was, it was, it was some next level shit, man. So yeah, I told, I told Delvin, I would explain on the podcast just why that meant a lot to me. And that's, that, that's it. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, man, that, that's that's dope as fuck. I probably would have shit my pants being able to meet Grant Hill. I, I I I remember running to him years ago. I think this is when him and Tamia first started dating because he was here, and this is when he was with Detroit. I remember it was at a movie theater and shit. Wait, what movie theater? Uh, something out in like Farmington or something. Oh, okay. The it reason wasn't... I ask is because he told the story of the first of like how he met Tamia. And I'm not going to share the story because it's like a whole story. But part, eventually he got to talk about their first date. And on their first date, they went to Fishbones. And then they went to that theater that was in the Rensen. Oh, so when you yeah. said it was around the time he met, met Tamiya and it was at a movie theater, I'm like, if he says it was at the Rensen, I'm like, dog, you might have seen him on his first date. <laughs> no, I don't think it was the Rensen. I feel like it was something way loud. It wasn't It wasn't close, I don't think. Although that okay, I would have yeah. been the time I would have been going to the Rensen, but no, it wasn't the Rensen, though. Yeah, so he, pretty he went for fish which I, as you know is close like that's walking distance right so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a thing, but yeah yeah i just remember him being and then you say you know he and you know to your point of him not you know he probably doesn't walk the way he still walked and you know move with injury and stuff but he still could hit that to me a hustle though you see the videos of him and his wife. I haven't. I heard about it, but I haven't seen it though. <laughs> oh yeah, he be gigging. They 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 like on some back porch, you know, some nice lofty ass house. Oh yeah, I, I read that he 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 got it. Yeah, he's, and he was there. uh him and his him and his wife was uh, doing a, uh, doing a dance from that song. I would imagine that 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 to me a hustle originated probably here in Detroit, just because of the the hustles that Detroit Detroiters do. I feel yeah. certain that that probably originated here. It probably did. Yeah, he was uh. It was cool. Actually, he mentioned that they saw the movie Twister when they uh, went to the movies for the, for that first time, which I thought was interesting. Just like, oh, okay, I now know what movie Grant Hill and Tamia saw on their first date. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dope as fuck, dude. That is dope as fuck. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah so, so got the uh, draft party next week. Uh, we got the number five pick. And then yeah, we uh move on to I, hopefully I just some ordered good free a, agency I just, moves. I just ordered a, a, a Pistons hat and Pistons t-shirt. Yes, sir. I was funny because I was thinking about shit to wear, and I was like, uh, I was thinking about my beef stew shirt, but I was like, I really wanted just a regular Pistons shirt. So somebody had that shirt on at the event. Yeah, man. That uh that they sold that, and I looked at I had to look at my email because I can't remember when, but it was like May of last year. They did this. I like, remember when it went on sale, like crazy short round or some shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember when it went on sale, and, and so I was like, "When did you? Where did you get that shirt?" Because I couldn't remember where, but I do remember when that shirt went on sale. I don't know why I didn't get it, but yeah, for whatever reason, I missed it. When I went to try to get it, it was sold out, and they've never brought it back for whatever reason. So, and if they bring it back, I'll grab one. But my next plan is to get a Sadiq Bay. Uh, jersey. I got, I got the red K, and then I actually just got the white K. Um, maybe like two weeks, two three weeks ago. I was thinking about getting a jersey, but I was like, you know what? I think I want to lose a couple of pounds before I fucking invest in a jersey. Um, no, well, I, I, well, to to your point, I bought it 
but I'm going to lose some more weight before I wear it. <laughs> yeah. No, I bought, I got them, but I'm not going to be wearing them. Not yet. Yeah. I got some I, more weight to lose. I bought a shirt and I was like, uh, yeah, I'll stick with the shirts until I shed about 30, 40 pounds. Then I get me a jersey. I want to be looking like Oliver Miller out here in a fucking jersey and shit. So. I yeah, like, no, yeah. I, I, I got it because I'm like, well, they sell out so fast, especially in the bigger sizes. If you want a fucking men's medium, you straight. But if you if you want a 2X or a 3X or something like that, you got you got to get them when they drop. Or they, they're going to sell out quick. So they uh, the Pistons 313 shot re-upped on their on their uh, stock a few weeks ago. And I got an email when they re-upped on it and I quickly grabbed that white. Uh, that white K jersey. So I got that on deck. Hopefully I'll be, uh, hopefully I'll, I will have dropped enough pounds by next season that I can wear it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I ain't wearing it yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to say it till I get, get a few pounds less and then I'll hit that, uh, that cool uh, jersey purchase and shit. So yeah, and those ain't <laughs> going nowhere. Like they'll always be bringing them back. But the red one is the one I was like, I need to get that now if they, in case they don't ever bring it back. Cause I I did read that that was just for last season. Oh, okay. So like it, and they did re up their uh, they did re up their stock on the red one after they had sold out, and they had been sold out for a minute, and they re up the red ones too. But I had already got one because I assumed that they wouldn't get any more, which I kind of I, I kind of regret that, but I'm like, eh, whatever. But um, the red one is still available, but I don't think it's available. I think 2X might be the biggest, but I'm not 100% sure they even have that anymore. But yeah, yeah. they got they got the white one. I definitely copped that. So I'm not probably comfortably in the 2X. So. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and they run small. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That. Like, that. like a, two, a 2X is going to fit like a beater. Yeah, I'm not like 2X is not happening. I'm not trying to wear a beater jersey. So no, yes, they no, they run they run small. That's the reason I was able to get the red one because the guy who was selling it was like, I can't fit this because it runs like a size smaller. And I was like, Well, I'll take it from you for that price. I'm like, I really just want the jersey. It wasn't really even to wear it. It was like once I found out that it was like a one season kind of deal, I was like, Well, I want it just to have it. Like I'll put it in a frame or something. I don't even need to wear it. Well, I'm like, if I can wear it, that okay, that's better. But I don't need to wear it. I just want to have it because, like, if I can't get it, if I can't get it any other season, then I want to have it. And that was his rookie year yeah. shit. So I'm like, let me top that because it is for the 75th anniversary. Because it's a whole di- there's like aspects of it that are different. Like the Nike swoosh is, has like a diamond design on it, and then the the tag that tells the size on the bottom on the front list like the Pistons championship years on it. So it's like you it's like a unique kind of jersey. Like it's not just a like oh here's the red style jersey. Like they did extra shit for the 75th anniversary of the, of the league. So yeah I was like I just need to have one. Yeah that's dope. That's dope. So uh I'm going back to the list of shit that we had. Um <laughs> you want to talk about your elevators and I'm curious what this uh this topic was brought up oh it's okay so it's it's not an incredibly long story but it's something i've noticed about human human behavior that i think is really fucking funny so i i explained the way the elevators at my job work they're they're like called smart elevators and you walk up to like a digital screen and you push the floor 
that you plan on going to. And it tells you, it gives you a letter that represents which elevator that you need to go to. So like the elevator lobby might have elevators A through M, something like that. So you push your floor and it'll say, go to elevator D, something like that. So when you go to elevator D, when you get on it, there's a digital screen near the where the doors open at. And that digital screen tells you every floor that somebody pushed to go to. So like if I push it and I say, I want to go to three and then somebody come behind me and they push it and they say, I want to go to four and somebody else push it. They say they want to go to seven. If it directs all of us to elevator M, when I get on elevator M, that little digital screen on the inside of the door is going to show me three, four and seven or whatever the numbers I just said are. So, you know, like, okay, I'm going to three. This person here must be going to four and this person here must be going to seven. The thing that's weird about it is it only tells you the numbers that someone pushed. But say there's somebody on the fourth floor who wants to go to the 10th floor and they push the button and it directs them to elevator M. Your elevator, even though it shows you three, four and seven, it's not going to show you the person that you stopping to pick up. So if that person, I said four, that it makes the analogy not work. But like if that person is on five, even though the screen is showing me that I'm, I'm going to three, four and seven, I might stop at five because there's somebody who's getting on at five who's going up higher. Once that person gets on, that screen will update to show the floor that they're going to. So that's how the elevators work. What I find the absolute most entertaining is if you're going down. So if you're going down, most of the time you're going to the first floor or to the basement levels where like a parking garage might be at. So when you, if you on say the 14th floor, right? You might get on it. You might get on at 14 and you'll look at that digital screen and you'll see, you know, 10, eight, four, three, whatever. Every, every stop it's supposed to make for people who are going to get on. But, oh, I mean, for people who have already pushed a button for a destination, but it won't show you if it's stopping at a floor that somebody else is getting on at. It's only going to show you the people who are on the same floor as you who are all getting on that elevator at that time. And what makes it interesting is that people don't pay attention. So, like, you might be on your phone, you might be like doing whatever. And if you are, let's say, Let's let's make the example simple because this is how it happens. Say you're one person and there's nobody else there and it's just you and you get on at the 14th floor and you're going to the second floor because the second floor has the cafeteria on it. You get on the elevator it's just you by yourself and it shows two. That's where you're going. So you're thinking, all right, I'm getting off at two. It's showing two. Cool. And you sitting there fucking around on your phone, doing whatever the fuck. But it doesn't show you that maybe somebody on three is also getting on the elevator. And it's not going to show that person's floor until they get on. If you're not paying attention and you're assuming that the elevator is not going to stop until it gets to two, when the elevator stops, if you ain't paying attention, you just getting off because you're the only nigga in the elevator. So you're like, this must be my floor. I'm not paying close attention. I'm going to get off. That happens all the time. And the reason I notice it is because my daughter's daycare is on the second floor. 
but the parking garage is in the basement. So if I'm picking them up, I'm getting on at two and I'm going to the basement. But there's all I always, but there's often somebody who's already on the elevator who might have got on at eight and they're getting off at say one and they're thinking, okay, I'm in here by myself. It's showing one. When it stops, I'm getting off at one. But they don't know that I'm getting on at two. So when the elevator stops at two, they just get off because they're like, oh, here's my here's my floor. It's my stop. And yep. It's not their and, stop. And it's not their stop. And they don't realize that. And my favorite shit is I'll get on because they they get off quick. They're not they're looking at their phone. They just walk off and I walk right on. And then my favorite shit is to observe them realizing that they got off on the wrong floor. And then the, the extra best part is when they realize that they got off at the wrong floor, but then they also realize that I know they got off at the wrong floor. <laughs> so now they got to play it off and they just kind of like, they keep walking and you know that they like, we, that, that we ain't both the floor know. They be on. Yeah. We both know you on the wrong floor, but they like, yeah, shit, I got to play it off now. So I don't look stupid. <laughs> and they, and they make this face where, you know, that they got off on the wrong floor, but they got to play it off. And I'll be looking at shit to see if they just go back to push the button again and shit. And like, man, that shit is so fucking funny. Cause like, I love analyzing like, just like how people behave. And it's just so funny to me to watch people get off on the wrong floor and like watch the whole mental process over the course of two seconds. That mental process of like, oh shit, this ain't my floor. Oh shit. He noticed ain't my floor. Oh shit! I'm just gonna play it off there. <laughs> do that shit do, is do so anybody ever funny? Do anybody ever get back on the elevator? Yeah, sometimes people do. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh shit, this ain't my like." People who don't give a fuck. Like, oh shit, this ain't my floor, and they'll hop back on. Yeah, that happens. But more often than not, they play it off, and that's that's the best shit to me is watching them try to like play it off, but not walk too fast so I could see them push the button. Like they're kind of like slow walk, kind of like waiting for the elevator doors to close so they can push the button again. <laughs> Man, that shit happens so often that I was like, I got to put this on the podcast to talk about it because this shit is so that funny. like to an me, error God. in the fucking uh, elevator, though. So, so being able to not see what floor it's going to be on and just assuming, but I guess it only shows in the inside which floor that they want to go to. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, it only shows the floor that, like I said, if I get on at 14, if I get on with three other people, it'll show every floor that me and those three other people are going to, but it won't show a stop at a floor for somebody else who's getting on. So if somebody's getting on at seven, it won't show seven as a stop. If nobody who's on the elevator with me is getting off at seven. So like it, it, it shows you where everybody that you in there with at the same time, it'll show where you going and it'll update when new people get on. But it doesn't show the stops for the new people getting on. And that's what fucks it up. And it's fucking hilarious. all the way fucked up. It just seemed like there was an error somehow with this shit. And they they all stop at like an elevator lobby. So it's like you can't necessarily discern that it's not your floor right away. Like once you walk out, you'll see like, oh shit, this isn't where I meant to go. But like, if you're not paying attention, when the door is open, if you're expecting it to be your floor, 
you don't get you don't necessarily get an immediate sign like, oh, this isn't my floor because you open up into an elevator lobby. So when the door is open, you just see other elevators. So you have to get out and see like, oh, shit, this isn't actually my floor. And it's just it's just interesting to watch people fake it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like oh, this keep, isn't my floor. Oh, like shit, I'm, gonna I can't keep, go back I'm just going to keep walking. I'm good. And I'm I don't help walking. those people either. Like, cause there's times like I can immediately notice it because if, if I'm on two waiting for the elevator and it opens and somebody immediately gets off and I only see my floor on the thing on the side, I know that there's a strong possibility that they got off on the wrong floor. Like, yes, maybe they were getting off on that floor. And now since it's on that floor, that number is no longer showing on the screen that happens too. But if I if if it opens and somebody gets out and they're the only person in there and I see only see my floor as the destination, I'm like they might have gotten off on the wrong floor because they think it's they might be going to the parking garage just like I am because it's fucking six o'clock. Everybody's going to the fucking parking garage, but they might have hopped off thinking like, oh, here's my exit, and nope, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's weird as hell. But it's just funny seeing it to your thoughts. To your to your point, just funny seeing people get off and then fake it like they know they was wasn't supposed to be off at that floor. Like, that's the it. that's the best shit when they fake it, uh, like and you can see it all over their face. They're like, oh shit, now I gotta pretend like this is my floor. <laughs> it's a fun, it's a funny, a funny face to see. Weirdo shit. Uh, that's not like some true weirdo shit. Like it just, is, it's funny. It's like you know, fuck it. I, I'm I fucked up. Let me get back in. But to, to walk off like that really was where you're supposed to go. Like really, <laughs> they they front and pretend like that's their floor more often than they get back on. That's the funniest part. Like man, just get back on, dog. It's not that deep. <laughs> yep. Are these people that you're like like close coworkers with, or these like random ass coworkers? Oh no, it's random people. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen somebody I know do it. Especially because the the building that the daycare is in that my daughters are in, like that, I don't work in that building, and I know very few people who do. So, yeah, I very rarely see somebody I know. Yeah, I haven't worked in a I haven't worked in a building with elevators in years. Shit, I don't think about it. Really? Wow. Yeah, that place that I don't work has been like I had a, worked in a couple of factories, and now the place I work is just one floor. But yeah, I haven't worked in a building elevators in years <clears throat> it's funny my wife when we first started dating she would uh, tell me how she couldn't even if she was pissed at me or something she couldn't get away from me because all of the elevators were made by the oldest elevator company <laughs> all right so she would just constantly see the motherfuckers and shit <laughs> that's true yeah i'll be looking at that shit too like yeah man oh, you know, like, i'll just be putting in work on these elevators man, you don't know how many corny jokes i've fucking got from that elevator shit if i'm on an elevator with somebody i know oh this elevator is your, is your family own the oldest elevator company blah, blah, yeah blah, blah. like man that is so fucking corny the that, fucking that's another that's another thing that's interesting to me is like, like how could you not think that you've heard that how could someone not think that you've heard that like if i was in the elevator with you i wouldn't make that joke because i'm like he's probably heard this eight million times Bruh, just like you've yeah, probably heard the fucking uh the shit from the Temptations movie and shit. Oh, was there, ain't nobody here to see you, Otis, or whatever. The, like the, the 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 most recent one was uh the person at Burger King. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like you probably hear that all the time too. So why would I, I ever say that? The most the most common one I hear is Otis Ready. And they say Otis, oh, like Otis Ready. Like I guess That's, I wouldn't have guessed that. That's the I most would, common one. Otis really? Ready okay. is the most common one. Okay, I would have thought the Temptations thing was the most common, and then I would have put the elevator thing as the second most, and then I'll put Otis Redding as the third most. Because I just I would think that most people don't even know Otis Redding like that to mention him. It's usually older people. Usually older people. Yeah. Or did I guess a, a random one, which was actually the funniest one. You ever see Animal House? Wait, the OG Animal House with like, yeah. uh, like what's the Belushi name? Belushi and, in it? Yeah. No. So, <laughs> I know it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> so there's a scene where they go to this bar and there's this group playing called Otis Day in the Nights. <laughs> okay. And uh, so uh, it's a scene in there where uh, one of the kids, they go to a, they, they go up to the bar or they go and they see the guy Otis and they're like, Otis, my man. And I used to have this coworker to say that shit every fucking day of my fucking career there for five years and shit. Damn. I was like, and, and and I think at that point, I don't think I haven't watched the movie, and because I didn't, I, I thought you just being like extra and shit, and then <laughs> I found out it was from a movie, and then that's when I found out the movie. So, so that movie oldest, so I think that movie came out like seventy nine or eighty or some crazy. I was about to say, I think it's, I, I was about to say that movie's got to be like early eighties, and it ended up being one of my favorites. But yeah, that that one part, and I think that guy, I think he's still alive. I think he does. He, I don't know if he was actually a real group, um, up until the end. Um, but I don't know if it's that movie sparked his career, but he's been doing, he does, he still does like shows and shit. Man. Uh, yeah. Otis Day and the Nights was created as a fictional R&B band to perform at the, uh, uh, at that bar there. So yeah, it spawned from that movie. And then I think he ended up just doing it forever and shit. So I think he's still alive doing the shit. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and uh, more random funny shit. Uh, in the news, uh, the article. This article reads: Elephant tramples woman to death, then comes back to attack her corpse at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> a woman in India was recently trampled to death by elephant, and that same animal came back to attack her, attack her corpse. Seventy-year-old uh, Maya was getting water when she was attacked by an elephant that escaped the sanctuary. Uh, that same evening when the family members performed her last rites, the animal appeared suddenly and took the woman's body from the area <laughs> and, and said to have trampled the corpse and then f- threw the corpse and then fled. <laughs> Damn. Now, this is not really supposed to be funny. I'm just, my thoughts, and somebody did a tweet talking about nobody and it said black people. Uh, what did that woman do to that elephant? But <laughs> yeah, what did that woman do to that elephant though? Like, I don't know the circumstances of how close in proximity, like where that happened at to where they were doing the service at. It's just crazy that they do a service on the same day. Um, but for an elephant to come back and attack the woman, like that is fucking nuts. Hell yeah. Like it made me think of like, and I, I posted this in the chat. Uh, there's an excerpt of that article that talked about how Indians worship elephants because they got that guy like Ganesh or whatever. And I only know that from the Simpsons because Apu worshiped Ganesh. <laughs> or Ganesha or something like that and like I feel like if you an Indian person and you worship elephants and then you get killed by an elephant and then that elephant comes back and stops you some more after you dead you gotta gotta live the fucked up life to have your god 
kill you and then come back for more after the fact. Like, man, you are not getting reincarnated as anything good. You're getting reincarnated as a chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to get eaten. A bird that can't fly and shit. (laughs) You're going to get that. (laughs) It was funny because people, and I guess people who've been around Twitter for a while, posted that one screenshot of the one guy at that funeral. And the guy was saying how he went to the funeral to see if the nigga was really dead or some shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So people were posting that. And then people posted that picture with uh instead of the dude's face they put an elephant's face on it (laughs) (laughs) i'm like nobody been nobody that's been on twitter uh the last five years know what the fuck is uh, up with that picture but that had to be like 10 plus years ago or at least 10 years we've been on twitter 11 years so at least eight i've been on twitter since 08 so yeah 14 yeah at least last 10 years uh that picture is uh but yeah but yeah you i just and I mean, I know that, I mean, I've always read that elephants have like a pristine memory and shit, but to, to, to know the scent, to know where that is and just do that, that just seems fucking nuts to me, though. Like, he maybe just sitting at a funeral, you sitting in Swanson, and a motherfucker coming in and just start <laughs> beating the shit out of a person that they have fucking killed the shit. Like, like that just seems crazy as fuck to me. I smell that alone, dead ass bitch ass nigga. <laughs> right. I mean, you think of a person doing this shit, but like a fucking elephant, like a wild ass animal just coming up and just trampling and throwing the fucking body and then dipping that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that seems like some high shit you would read about. Like, that That just doesn't seem like a real fucking story. Hell like, no. <laughs> like, I can see the elephant trampling. Yeah, that just happens in a while. Right? 100%. But, coming but the to nigga the coming back for revenge after you already killed the nigga? Like, yeah, yeah, you extra. <laughs> That elephant had beef. Yeah, that that was a long thing of beef. Uh, homegirl in her seventy years, she did something to that fucking elephant. She made some piano keys out that nigga cousin or something. Right. <laughs> she, she, like, and I remember somebody saying, "Why she did run?" I'm like, "Well, she was 70. Right. Um, I don't think there's much running you can fucking do. Like, it, 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 yeah, you're just done. And then, if have you ever seen videos of elephants, they run fast as fuck. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, <laughs> elephants move like they move really fast. Like Shit. really fucking fast. I did not know that. <laughs> I don't want to be in an area where elephants are free and I'm around it. So that's that's that. Me neither. Now nah, shit. Then niggas whole vendettas, ele- nigga. I don't want to be around I'm, them either. Yeah, I'm not being nowhere where I think an elephant is going to be free. Or if I am, I'm bringing mad peanuts to suck up. <laughs> like I remember when I went to Africa years ago, and we went to this like animal park, and it had like free roaming like monkeys or some shit, and I was just like thrown off by that. Like, nah, I don't know if I really want to be here and shit. But or a fucking elephant dog? Like, come on, dude. Nah, I'm straight. Yeah. All right, man. We need to wrap this joint on up, dog. I, I got to pee like a motherfucker. All right. Well, cool. Well, that'll be <laughs> we it. We ain't got no more topics. We got no more topics, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. <laughs> Peace. You can find a What Up Do podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of them. Do you listen on iTunes? If you haven't already, drop us a review. If you got questions, you can send them to whatupdopodcast at gmail. That's W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Twitter at whatupdopodcast. Peace.